Every team dreams about raising a banner. And once you do it, you dream bigger. Because there are great teams and teams that become legendary. We know what kind of team we want to be. Welcome to the Double Clutch Podcast, the uh, UK-based podcast for UK fans. We're here again, pumping out another show, reviewing the uh, playoff games from the uh, recent days. I'm joined by Dapo from the blog. Hello, Dapo. Hello. Again, Hi. Dapo's joining us again, and um, we're going to talk about three games we haven't we haven't really mentioned. And um, we'll st- what, what, I'll first off by saying what an enjoyable few games of basketball we've had, and the second round started off with a bang. They always say in a uh, playoff series, the uh, series doesn't begin until the road team takes one. And that's what happened in the American Airlines We've had Arena. we road teams already. Yeah. And that's what happened in the American Airlines Arena, where the Chicago Bulls beat the Miami Heat 93-86 to with uh, Nate Robinson going off 27 points. And uh, Chicago prevailing in the clutch, really. I mean, they took the fourth quarter 35-24 to and... What 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 have we learned from the uh, Miami Heat from this game, Dapper? Well, first of all, I've learned that they there's a blueprint to beat in the Miami Heat, mm. and that is physical play, inside scoring, and grabbing offensive rebounds. Because even though um the Birdman has helped to uh, improve their inside presence, they're still susceptible to being um out rebounded and. That's Tom Thibodeau's way. They play physically and they play hard. So in this game, if if Chris Bosch is going to decide not to play at his normal level, mm. and if, to be honest, Dwayne Wade was the one, he, he probably had the best game out of all the big three. I judge LeBron on a different level. So in my opinion, he didn't do as well as he should have in the last game. But I think they'll be fine. They'll bounce back and they'll win the series. Mm. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. But it, it does blow it kind of open. It leaves the door ajar, and I think yeah, it, it leaves the door open for um, Indiana because, to be honest, Indiana is exactly like Boston, like um, not Boston, like um, Chicago. They're just fit Chicago out. in many ways, except they can actually they have better scoring options than um, yeah, the I mean, do at the moment. So with, uh, it just tells us that it is possible if Indiana can get past Knicks, and I hope they do. Because <laughs> I do not want to see the Knicks go against the Heat. If they can get back to Knicks, they, next, uh, they can really bother Miami or even beat them. Mm. And I was, yeah. I think I was just so impressed with Jimmy Butler last night playing. He played. He's played yeah. forty-eight straight minutes in three, three games. games, and he played amazing defense on LeBron James, covering him most of the night. And what this this kind of spelled for me was the end of Luol Deng, maybe next year. And, yeah, he might get traded. Yeah, and that's I, true. Cause I, I think his contract's about fourteen million. He's owed next year, and. You know what the Bulls are like. They're, they're notoriously cheap. Yeah. And if they can get someone who offers kind of perimeter, def- perimeter defense and a solid outside jump shot. I mean, Jimmy Butler came up with a massive one down the stretch. If they can, Yeah, that big three. Yeah. If, they, if they can just... I think this does spell the end of Luol Deng. I mean, the, the one, the one, another thing I'll take from this game is Joe Kim Noah is... He, I know we uh He's incredible. Guarantees a game seven. Yes. He goes out and he wins the game seven with twenty six points and an incredible performance. Then only a few days later he's out here 
on plants of ascites and he's just playing great foot, uh, great basketball. It's amazing. And he, he just, he just sums up the character of this Bulls team at the moment. And I know we talk about it a lot, but I, I think it's come to the situation. It's not Derek Rose. We're missing you. It's Derek Rose. You're missing this special team because this is really a special team. They're not, they're, def- they're void of mu- a lot of talent and you've got people like, they can, they've, they've even made changes. I mean, Boozer was not firing at all last night. And he had one of his Carlos Boozer games, which happens now and then. So then they just brought in Taj Gibson, who had, who, who he hasn't had a great season. He's, he's been, yeah. he's had a lot of injury problems, but he came on and he hit some yeah. big jumpers down the stretch, especially. And they, they, they just crash the boards and they're, they're willing to outwork any team in the NBA. And when, when you work hard, there's always a chance. And I th- I don't think you can take too much of it out of this game for the series because, I mean, Miami Heat, they hadn't played for like over a week and, I know as much as it's a cliche, I think the rust element does come into it. And I think Shaquille O'Neal said on TNT that he's come out before after wrapping up a series. And there's always that you always you you don't want to be like rusty, but the jumper's not always flowing. And I mean Shane Battier, for example, he hit two from seven, and that that can happen. And I I still don't I'd still take the heat in the series, but what it does it just opens it up and makes it a bit more interesting and it means Miami don't complete the uh, unbeaten playoff run but I don't think that was ever a thing and yeah as you say yeah, I never expected that to happen as you say my, it, Indiana can take a lot Indiana and New York could take a lot from this and it, it, it's something to build on and with Miami they just I just think there's not it's, it, it's kind of positive for both teams there's not a lot to take out of this I mean Miami's defense was pretty good the rotations were tough and everyone was working quickly. It's just the balls hit some magical shots at the end and in the end Miami it was, was meant to be. Yes, yes. And Miami just missed a lot of shots. And I think we need to talk about Nate Robinson. Oh, oh Nate Rob. <laughs> it's special what he's doing right now. He's playing on like fumes really, All isn't he? Star levels. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Who is Derek Rose? <laughs> I think we should probably get onto that. I mean, he was warming up for the game very rigorously, and I know there was you a. Know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of Derek Rose doing this. Can he just shut up that, and just tell us yes. he's not going to play? Because if look, it's if, very annoying. If he's warming up that rigorously, why? Because if he's not going to come back, surely there's no point. You've got a whole training camp. Just he's kind of taunting the fans, kind of like exactly. wetting the wetting their appetite. Yeah, it's, it's very annoying. I'm tired of the whole Derek Rose drama, and it's stop. And um, he should just come out and say, yeah. "I'm done for the season." He, he he does not want to rule it out, and he said he reiterated yesterday, "It's up in the up in the up in arms whether I will play or not." So he doesn't want to rule it out. I do. You, you know what the problem is? He's so beloved in the city. He doesn't want the affection because people are beginning to turn on him. Mm, definitely. Know, I think yeah. So it's it's a, it's a situation whereby he wants to please the fans and also please himself, and that's not going to work well. Just come out and say I'm done for this. No one's going to be mad at him. <laughs> it's kind of like um, say you're going out with a girl and you just keep her stringing along, just just to yeah. You need to just be out front with her and just <laughs> tell her it's over. <laughs> My main problem with it is with him is. I think he should be playing because he has been cleared to play and he's good to go. Yeah, I mean, when so you've, he, got, you've got 
He's not mentally prepared to play. You've got people like Joe Kim Noah playing on one foot. It doesn't help at all when Joe Kim Noah is putting his um body out on the mm. line and Nate Robb is puking beside the bench <laughs> just so he can play. And Derrick Rose is there. Oh, fine. He can dunk. He's sitting right behind and he doesn't want to play. It's like he's doesn't probably, help at all. He's like the... Uh... He's the only fit player on the Bulls roster, but he's the one not playing. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and, um, yeah, so how do you see game two going? Ah, uh, I think Miami come out and destroy the Bulls. Yeah, there's always a worry, isn't there? I mean, yeah. LeBron's... At the end of the day, the Bulls cannot keep up. The Bulls are a great defensive side, but you also have to score to win. And there's no chance of the Bulls keeping up with Miami. There was a lot of, uh, of there's a lot of like possessions where the balls are just like, they ran down the shot clock because they just couldn't get an open look. Like a high pick and roll against the Miami Heat, they just fight over the screen so quickly and they can rotate so quickly. There's such a brilliant defense. I think of 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 Miami, I think their defense is so underrated and Coach Bolster should get a lot a lot of praise for that. He's probably going to get Coach of the Year. I think people are finally coming around. Yeah, with yeah. Bo. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, he, so. he, I think he deserves it. I mean, he's a bright young coach, and what he's done, he's kind of he's found out NBA offense in, in a way. Like they take corner threes and layups, and they're like the two most efficient shots in basketball. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a it's a lovely story because he came up from he was video coordinator, and it's great that and he's kind of like the young Pat Riley in a way. Yeah. So, so it'll be interesting to see. As how this progresses over the years. But I, I, don't, I don't think it's panic stations for Miami by any stretch of the imagination. Far from it. We all knew the Bulls were going to have a grit and grind game where yeah. they would win one. But we didn't expect it to be game one. At, yeah, yeah, that's true. At Miami at home. That was shocking, to say the least. Steve, take your pick. Is the word stunner? Improbable? It was just an incredible game by the Chicago Bulls as they take game one in Miami against the... Defending champs and and people when they discuss prior to the game rust or rest didn't even take it seriously because the feeling is that the Bulls are so hard hit by injuries it's not a factor. Right. Bulls come in beat Miami in game one and now it suddenly is a desperation game two for the Heat. No doubt it, it seems like this Bulls team now is just overflowing with confidence. I thought the first half they just kind of hung in there and after they absorbed all that defensive pressure and and. Miami's uh, ability to force turnovers the Bulls found themselves in the second half they started taking care of the ball they started executing and I think the heat wore down a little bit they didn't have that same intensity at the defensive end uh, down the stretch and then Nate Robinson happened in a in a less surprising result maybe a bit surprising in the way how close it was was the uh, San Antonio's 129-127 victory over the Golden State Warriors um, that's surprising for you it wasn't for me. I I expected the Warriors to push the push I the did. Spurs. I don't. I'm not. I don't quite believe in the Spurs as much as everyone does. I it's not that they're not good enough. They're just not healthy enough. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Ginobili's coming. I think he's been. Uh, they've said he can play now. Like he's not on a minute restriction. And it was Manu Ginobili who Parker, came. Parker still looks very wrong when he doesn't look like. Well, he came alive in the last few minutes, but. Yeah. but most of the game, he did not look like the Tony Parker of old. And we we said on the uh, on a podcast before about 
Golden State falling apart almost in the uh, game six against Denver, and they fell apart again uh, in the last in the last uh, four minutes, letting go uh, like a twelve to two run or a fourteen to two run. Sixteen to two. 16, Sixteen to two in the last four minutes, and yeah. that just can't happen at playoff level. And I know the Spurs. I are was. All... I was. Um, I think they they're young, so mm. you know. First yeah, playoff. But so. I mean, Steph Curry came alive in the four in the third and. I think there's it's pretty unanimous that he's been the MVP of these playoffs so far. And um he came alive in the third and he, he hit six three pointers overall, finished with forty four on a losing effort and I you know think what? at it, this point it doesn't it's not amazing anymore. It's just become like <laughs> the with LeBron where LeBron posts the near triple doubles every night just becomes normal. Mm. That's what it's become with um it's Steph just, Curry. It's just Steph Curry's like if he's going to build on this now for the future, he's just got to stay healthy. That's always been the problem with Steph. And we've always known he's a brilliant player. I just think yeah. he's managed to get like a run of health together and it's really helped him. And this, this Golden State team is very good and they've proved that the Denver games, like I know they shot very well. They've proved it's not a fluke. This team can really play and I, I, yeah. I, I, if, they start, if Clay Thompson stays in the game, do you think they win? Maybe. I think they have a better I think chance. They win if Clay, if Clay Thompson doesn't fire it out. I think they win. But Clay Thompson's—I've I've watched him a few times this season. And he he does, was having a really good game. Yeah, he does seem like that though. Tricky, but he was having a really good game. He does give away a lot of fouls, doesn't he? He goes—he goes get right in there. I mean, I saw a game against the Lakers, and he was really but bodying up Kobe. He played Tony well in this game. Yeah, I mean, Parker did come up big, and he dropped the twenty-eight points, yeah, but. Does. The man who hit the game winner with 1.2 seconds on the shot clock was Manu Ginobili from a cross-court pass from Kawhi Leonard. And what the hell is the Golden Christ State man. defense doing? I mean, it was Jared Jack. Yeah, he kind of switched over on Parker. They they both switched on the same person when they shouldn't have. Left Ginobili for an easy, well, not an easy, an open three. Sunk it 1.2 seconds to go, and you're not going to win. A, you're not going to win a game with 1.2 seconds to go against Popovich's Spurs. Unless you're, uh, unless you're Derek you Fisher. Except Curry, who can just hit anything from anywhere. I still <laughs> thought they, I still thought he was gonna hit a ridiculous three from like mid court, but unfortunately the play went to Jack, which was amazing. Why? Yeah. Jared Jack, the one. I guess the defense probably expected the ball. Curry or, but there's been a lot of talk about uh, Mark Jackson whether he should have brought out Curry and given him some rest during the game. What do you think about Did that? You, Complain because he played ten extra minutes, but if they had held on to the lead, no one would be complaining about yeah, the minutes. That's true. This run that the Golden State Warriors have had in that in that building is ridiculous. I mean, they haven't won since Tim well, Duncan's been in the league. Games now. They haven't won. How many games? I think twenty nine. Twenty nine to thirty. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, in a sport like basketball, where anyone can win on any given night, to yeah. to win that many times in a row in your building is ridiculous. And I can't, seeing as this one's been so close. I mean, it's a good, it's a good, good result for Golden State in a loss, like in the fact they were so close. But I don't think the Spurs will let it get this close again for, at home. I think I think it's going to be just like with the Thunder's win against the Grizzlies. It's not the Grizzlies should have won, and so should have the Thunder. But it's not the end of the world. At least they, yeah. there's a blueprint. They know yeah. they can do it. I I don't think they take. So, I, yeah. I, d- I don't think the Golden State will take game two, but I do think... Well, I think so. I you, think they win it in six. You're taking the Golden State Warriors? Yeah. Wow. 
I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. It's going to be Golden State Chicago in the finals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Memphis is going to make it to the finals. Wow. Memphis Heat. Yeah. I am. Um, no, I'm, I, I don't. I don't. Because you have Curry, there's a chance. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think they have enough to beat this Spurs team. I mean, on form you got Tim Duncan, you got Tony Parker, you got Let, you got contributions go from Boris Dixon. was lucky to win this game. Yeah. But that's really honest. That's the sign of Your a champion, isn't it? Outplayed them for most of the game. And I don't think I don't think Spurs will play that bad again. So I think this is, if there was a chance. Why? why? Why are you so certain that they wouldn't play that bad? The championships. That's why I'm. That's why I'm certain. <laughs> true, true. You can't argue with you can't argue with four chips, but these guys are not totally fit. Duncan had to go back in. I don't know what exactly was wrong with him, but he had to leave the court for some time. They are not, they are not the Spurs of old. Oh, Tony Parker is the youngest. He should be the the, the freshest, but he's been injured. Kawhi Leonard, he's not been the good. same. Kawhi Leonard, come again. Pretty good. Oh, once Kawhi switched to Curry, it was over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is a lockdown defender. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. I take the Spurs in in five or six. And oh, um, you don't believe in the Curry effect. I, I do, I, man. I'm on the I bandwagon. Believe, I believe in them to get far. But I just think I think this might be one step too far. But I mean, it's still it's still a building block if they go out. I mean, there's no shame in going out to the Spurs. Well, I'm a Lakers fan, and there's plenty of shame. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Ginobili for three. the Indiana Pacers going up against the New York Knicks in what many think is going to be a very, very close series. And the Pacers took game one and they they, they outscored the Knicks 102 to 95. And I'll just say straight away, I mean, when the Pacers score 102 points against you, you're going to lose the game. Yeah, because their, their defense is yeah, that good. Roy Hibbert was fantastic. And yeah, he finished eighth on Defensive Player of the Year, though. And I don't know how that happened. Or is it 10th? Well, it was 10th, I think. Well, yeah, he was he was he was then. That is ridiculous. So, okay, let's let's count it down. Obviously, Marcus All, LeBron, uh, yeah, Noah, Tim Duncan. So that's four people already. Uh, Who else? Um, uh, Paul Did George maybe, above him. No, just people you assume would be above him. Oh, Paul George finished above him. Who you think are better defenders than him? Oh, Paul George. Who I actually think? I don't think there's many. Yeah. I don't, cause, because I think there are nine better defenders than no, him. No, no, I don't think I don't think there's five because he anchors down the best defense in the league. This Pacers team was, I think it was, the, it was in the top two defensive defenses of yeah, the league. Yeah, they were second with the um, Grizzlies. And and he anchored it. He was the main man. And I, I don't think he gets enough credit. He uh, he, he was fantastic. He no, made small market team. No one yeah. sees them play. 
He, it's, yeah. He made um, Tyson Chandler a non-factor, to say the least. Tyson Chandler has not been looking good for a no. long time. It, it doesn't the entire look... playoff, he's not been himself. I mean, Carmelo... Ever since, ever since that injury yeah. that he had late in the season, he's not been the same Tyson Chandler. Carmelo but... again was inefficient. Carmelo and J.R. Smith, they're jokes right now. They are, and it's what I've said all season. You live by the jump shot, you die by the jump shot. Yeah, yeah. and you see, you see Knicks fans complaining about um, them not getting calls when they are ju- the team is a jump-shooting team. Mm. Jump-shooting teams don't get calls. And You have to go into the paint to get calls, and when Hibbert is going straight up... <laughs> There's he, nothing you can do. He jumps straight up. So brilliant. It's so similar to Mark Gasol with the Grizzlies as well. They, just, they have that art of just jumping straight up and just contesting without blocking. And It's amazing when, um, when someone's so, so um, calm, so meek. So, you know, you know how Mark Gasol is, the demeanor. Mm. He doesn't have that um, KG demeanor. It's amazing that he's so good at defense. Yeah. You always expect the people good at defense to be, you know, the KG type. Mm-hmm. I love watching Marcus all play D. It's, it's beautiful. It is, and he he organizes. That's 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 what I like about Marcus all. You could always see him talking. It. It's something KG does as well. Like they yeah. just marshal the troops. And but I mean, both KG is probably the best defensive player of the last ten years. Yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. the Pacers. Talking about the Grizzlies, the Pacers are very similar to the Grizzlies in the way they both got brilliant defenses. <laughs> and they both got a defensive stopper. And I mean, in this game, Paul George, George Allen. George yeah. George played Carmelo to a standstill, and he proved why he is. Yeah, amazing. I was listening to the um, BS report the other day, and one of the guys um, Bill Simmons had on said he that that Paul George is the closest thing to LeBron that we have, not in terms of like them being the same talent, but like the same like offensive prowess and um, defensive brilliance yeah, that they both have. Yeah, they yeah, as a two way player. You can't say the same about what Melo and Durant can, yeah. I mean, Paul George, I've said it all season. This man is. I think next year we see him in the conversation for MVP. That's how highly I rate this guy. When Granger comes back, and that's my only problem. Um, when Granger comes back, everything changes. I mean, do you do you, do you trade do you Granger? Trade Granger. You know what? I think you do. I I, I put all my stock in Paul George. I mean, Granger's... Yeah, well, Larry, Larry Bird has come out and said that Paul George is the future. Exactly. So I think I trade Granger. Because Granger, Granger took you so far, and I think with Paul George, you could, you could go the next level. The, the, the ceiling changes with Paul George. Yeah, everything. To, uh, they've got a good young core. I mean, this team has built a lot of talent, and if they can keep... I mean, David West is a free agent this coming off-season, but he is such an important player. I hope they keep him as well. I hope he doesn't Mike go for Woodson big to, He has to get Melo off um, David West. That yeah. will not work out for him. Mello, David West is the last person you want to be guarding every trip down the floor. It's, it's, um, it's a conundrum, really, because Melo plays so well on the uh, offensive end as a power forward. But on the defensive yeah. end, he cannot defend power forwards. Yeah, normally he can because he has such a big body. He can just stay in front of them. And Chandler always rose with the help. But... Not with David West, a really good post player. Yeah, David West is terrific. He's He'll so underrated. He's so underrated. Why do you think that is? Uh, because he's not a fashionable player who throws down dunks. Yeah. 
He's he's the grit and grind type player. And he, he yeah, and he's got a lovely mid range jump shot. He can take it in the post, jump hook left to right. And he, he played the Chris Paul thing didn't help. He played with Chris Paul mm. for a very long time. So yeah, that never helps when. <laughs> I know you're a big uh, Chris Paul. Uh... I listen. I listen. I uh, I love Chris Paul. <laughs> I just I just don't think he can do it on his own. Do you think he stays? No in... one can. Do you think he stays in LA? Listen. Uh, yeah, he stays in LA, but not for the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure Matt would love to hear. Uh, I think Matt. Anyone, Matt... Who, um, yeah. anyone who's up for the max will always stay because you get more money. Yeah, but... You know, this argument about this match thing, it's really confusing for me because you're not going to play less years. Like, you say, it's, it's, it's just, the match is just one more year, isn't it? Yeah. So Yeah, but you yeah, you got to have the guaranteed money. But how Chris Paul is not old, is he? He's like, what, 27? 27. So if he and gets... Him a, LeBron, the old... If he took a four-year deal, say, with another team, and he would still get another four, three, four-year deal when he's... 31. In fact, yeah. it could help him in That's... the end because if he gets a, if he comes out when he's 31 as opposed to 32, he could get like an extra two years because uh, there is quite a big difference between 31 and 32 for me. I mean, 31 kind of feels like you've just come off 30 whereas 32 is like, oh, he's in his 30s, if you know what I mean. So I, yeah, I, 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 I don't think the, I don't think the years, it, it shouldn't be as much of a big deal as it is and if it wasn't, well, if it was, if it, if it wasn't, then I'd... And Bynum was healthy, I'd be very happy, but... <laughs> Let's not talk about Andrew Bynum. We're banned from talking about Andrew Bynum. And... True. Or the Sixers. <laughs> we'll talk about the Sixers one day, but... What, yeah, a special you... pod for the Sixers. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. How, how do you um, see Game 2 playing out tonight? Um, Pacers series, um, I see it playing out... I see Melo having a better game offensively. He's got to. He has to. He can't play worse than he's played recently. And I see I see the the Pacers bench being bad, so 1-1. One, one. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think if we go back to Indy, 1-0. DJ Augustin hit 4-5-3. Yeah, that's not happening again. But we can go. He's all three. Up to the left. Block of five. The shot clock is off, The Thunder will keep it on the floor with a chance to take the lead. Durant, the lead! The final series we'll touch on today is uh, obviously the uh, Thunder Grizzlies. and It's always cool when the Thunder plays someone because you always get a nice little hashtag like Thunder Grizzlies or Thunder Rockets. And they're up against the Grizzlies and they took game one, but it wasn't a convincing win. Surprisingly. Yeah, and I it think... Was, it was very surprising. When Kevin Durant's got to play that well and you only just about win, I don't think it bodes well for the series. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't mean, I know people love Russell Westbrook. I love him too, but I'm kind of happy he's out so we can get to see these, um, ridiculous games from KD. Yeah. Well, I, I don't it's know. Amazing. When he takes over, when he gets hot, it's, it's ridiculous. It is. It, it's like no, it's like no one else it's in like the It's like Steph Curry. It, it's like, it's like with Steph. But the thing is with Kevin Durant, you try and jump his, try and block his jump shot. He's six foot ten, and he can just jump over you <laughs> in his long arms. Yeah. And he, he, he is amazing. And this is this is really a big time for him because he's without his co-leader, and I, I don't see them winning the championship this year. And it's just about getting to the final. No, yeah, that, uh, 
I wouldn't want to they fight him. In, they don't get him past Memphis. It's not happening. I do not believe that. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the OKC will have to focus a lot on defense. I mean, Kendrick Perkins just looks a bit of a liability for me. I, I don't. I'm not. Kendrick, per- Kendrick Perkins is a joke. I mean, point. he nearly cost them the game when. Uh, late in the fourth, where he got the ball and he just dropped it, and <laughs> that was like Jackson too. Almost cost them the game. Yeah. That was that was stupid. I, I kind of knew that you just in that situation, the player never really seems to hit the three. I don't know. How do you see the rest of the series playing out? I I think I think I think Oklahoma City could take another game. They could. I'm not sure I think they, they need can. To. I think they need to. I think it ends in five or six. Wow. When, I don't yeah. know. I think we could see a game seven. I, I really do. And it's just, I think, I think OKC can take it tonight. Uh, at home. Nah. Is it, no. No, uh, it's tomorrow. Tonight. Oh, they're definitely not winning in, um, well, at the FedEx Forum. No, I, I think. Oh, they can the home games yeah. they want to win, but they're not winning it. Their best chance is to sweep at the Chesapeake if they were going to win. Yeah, that's why I, I don't think it will go. It will go six or seven for me, and I'm just not sure yet. And I think I want to see another game before I. I'm sitting on the fence a little bit, but I want to see another game of the Thunder before I really truly judge them. And um, I can't blame you, but so I, I I I really wouldn't get my hopes up with the Thunder. So you're going with Grizzlies yeah. and six. Yeah, Grizzlies and six. I'll take I'll take Grizzlies in seven. But then if it gets to a game seven, I can't think you're taking the Grizzlies. At least you're taking the Grizzlies. No, I, I really like this Grizzlies team. There's something about them which is so like likable. I think. Like I know they 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 don't play amazingly offensive basketball, but the way in which like they don't have a star player. I mean, I, I'd argue Marcus is now, but. Like, just... Oh, Zebo is one hell of a star. <laughs> yeah, but when you, you, you know what I mean. Like a, like a... Yeah, I understand. But There's no Carmelo there, yeah. Yeah, but that could probably help them. I mean, they traded away Rudy Gay, and we all thought, what's going to happen with this Grizzly team? I never thought Rudy Gay was a star. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm he, sorry. he's not a star, but he's he's that kind of... He's that, yeah, he's meant to be. That's what he's meant to he's be. He's an athletic wing, kind of, in the mould. He's like a poor man's Kevin Durant in he just can't shoot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Bill, any time I listen to the BS report and Rudy Gay comes up, Bill Simmons loses his mind. Yeah. <laughs> the old... Um, All the Supermetrics guys just hate Rudy Gay. The old numbers VI test debate, isn't it? But yeah. I think it's because he Rudy Gay plays LeBron James really well. I think that, that always comes into it. I mean, when you watch Rudy Gay at his best, he looks amazing. But then if you watched him throughout the season, he is just so inefficient. He's like a poor Carmelo. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carmelo at least has the height and the body to make those difficult shots he takes. And he's just a better shooter. because. And it's just come out that Rudy Gay, actually, in a bit of unrelated playoff news, he he's actually got to have eye protection. He, he's got visual impairment, which... Which isn't good for the. Yeah, I read, I read something about that, but I didn't, I didn't know he's gonna, I didn't know, I didn't hear what he was going to do about the problem. Apparently, that he might have to wear goggles, like I like Kirk Heinrich. Like Rip, yeah. But um, let's get off the subject of Rudy Gay. He's not in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
from our from the first round and the first game ones of the second round, I want you. We'll come up together. I think we have to come up with a with a combined kind of consensus on our starting five for the best playoff team so far. And we'll start at point guard. Uh-huh. And I don't think there's much competition at point guard. Am I right, Dapper? Uh, it's it's easy. No one comes near Steph Curry. Steph Curry, they're lining it up, and it, yeah. it's a breakout year for him. Yeah. I, so I don't think there's, there's there's I don't think anyone. It's, it's an insult that he wasn't an all star. Yes. An insult. It is, and I think he will be next year. I, I, I don't think he has anything to worry about, especially since he missed up. I, I, I bet he could have a worse year than he had this year, and he could still make the All Star team based on last year. Yeah, because they're usually a year behind with yeah, the voting. Yeah, yeah. Like Tarkan, game, anyway. is, he, he shouldn't have got it this year. But if it was on last year, I don't think Deng should have got in it this year either. But yeah, he, yeah, maybe. but, but Deng, I think Deng's the kind of player which is like the coaches love. Like he plays like forty-five minutes. Or forty minutes a game, and he'll he'll defend the best player on the other team. So I think that's probably why he came into it. And at shooting yeah. guard, who who are you taking? Who are we taking? Ah, uh, I hate to do this, but I have to put Nate Rob there, Ooh. just so I can get him in the first team. I don't know. I think I'd rather see Nate Rob off the bench because a five foot nine man at shooting guard. I was on, on yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what they usually do, just so they can get to. Um, but. Oh, okay. Let me let me look at this. Other oh, shooting guards have been. I, I think you could right. you could argue that Paul George could play there, I guess. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, he plays SF, doesn't he? Yeah, but we could we uh, he can play he can play if he can play shooting guard. Yeah, that's guard. the original position when Granger's. Yeah, all right. I think we should take yeah. Paul George there. I think he's been very good. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And then if we move on to small forward, I think. He's been. He had an amazing season against a uh, series against the Rockets, and without him, the Thunder team would be out. And it's only just one man, and he's not very nice anymore. It's Kevin Durant. Are you going to disrespect LeBron James there? I would like to play LeBron at the power forward. Okay, then my center is Andrew Bogut. Ooh. So are we are we settling with are we settling with Durant at the at the three and LeBron at the four? I, I'm going to put. I'm going to put. Timmy at power forward then have Andrew Bogut as my I don't know I, I wouldn't disrespect LeBron that much but yeah Durant has been great but LeBron Dur- swept the team I think and D-Wade yeah. was out remember for two of the games yeah, I think yeah but I just think Durant I think he just done more than LeBron so far I know <laughs> I know it's hard yeah because he played more games yeah yeah but he like uh, maybe that comes into it. I don't know. Like on their body of work in the playoffs so far, like, like LeBron just had that bad game as well. I mean, yeah. but then you then you've got players like Jimmy Butler, and <laughs> it's hard. And I don't know. I think I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with Kevin Durant over LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, fine with it. Right. A uh, power forward. I mean, so, yeah. Our team is um, Steph. Paul George. Paul George, KD. We've got a. Then who do you have a power forward? I was gonna put Duncan there, but if you want to put LeBron, um, I think because Duncan plays a lot of center at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah, but just for the just so I can squeeze Bogut in there. Uh you're a big Bogut fan. Um, oh, he, I love Andrew Bogut. He has been very good, and he's. I don't think anyone expected this when David Lee went down. It was kind of doom and gloom. He, he is. 
apart from Harrison Barnes just shooting the lights out, he's been the difference in this team. But the thing is, if you want to say Andrew Bogut, I, I, I think you're missing the man who's been the best centre, and that is Joachim Noah. Wow, okay. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with Noah. No, no. I mean, uh, Bogut, I think Bogut would come into like a, a surprising team of the, of the playoffs if we, if we have time to do that. Yeah. And um, so I think we'll go Steph. To be honest, they've all been surprises. Yeah. I didn't expect Steph Curry to be doing what he's doing right now. Well, I don't know because in our preview blog post, I think it was just before you joined us, we had uh, we had our blog writers predict who was going to be their breakout star. Four out of the five said Steph Curry, so... We must be doing something right at the Double Clutch podcast. <laughs> yeah, but there's breakout, like what Jeff Teague had a few years ago. And there's um, or, or what Darren Williams had two playoffs ago. And there's um, what Steph Curry has become a star. Yeah, and I think Paul George has as well. So that's, that's our backcourt. Yeah. Because the then, front court, as usual, is where it's hardest. Yeah. And so... So, yeah, no word center... We put Timmy as our other big man. Yep, and then Kevin Durant. Yeah. All right, and then uh, we'll, we'll we'll name we'll name a few bench players. Why not? I mean, Nate Rob. You've got a bit of Nate Rob in there. Definitely um, Nate Rob. Andrew Bogut, if you want him, bit bit be a uh, big man on the the bench. Yeah, I think Manu has been amazing. Yeah, killed the Lakers. Yeah, uh, Manu's great. Who else has been? Uh, Jimmy Butler. For a bit, for a bit of defense, maybe. I think he can just come on and give you as many minutes as you want. <laughs> um, yeah, poor man's Lord Dang, like you said. Yeah, that's true. And I think we'll finish off with the last bench player with David West. I mean, he's the glue. He's the glue of this team. Yeah. Um, he, he, I mean, he, David West for me is oh, he's one of the best best power forwards in the league, and I think. There will be a time where he won't be underrated. When is when he might leave this Pacers team, which I just hope he doesn't. And um, yeah, so that he fits that, them so that, perfectly. That is our um, that's our playoff team of the of the playoffs so far. If you disagree, let us know on Twitter or uh, or Facebook. And um, I'll close out the show with uh, with one more question for you, Dapo. Yes, I'm listening. The Heat win the NBA championship. Yes or no? Yes. So you're still taking the Heat? You would have to be very, very, very crazy to bet against uh, them. No, yeah, I agree. I was just trying to just trying to get a reaction. <laughs> and, uh, it's, that, that, it's just a simple fact. They are better than they were last year. And the second best team in the league has lost James yeah. Harden and has lost... Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. So... It's by default, almost. <laughs> yeah, by default, they are going to win the title. And um, that that ends the show. It's uh, I think we got through it quite nicely. I mean, we've only hit 40, 45 minutes or whatever. And um, it's good to get these shows out nice and fresh. I mean, we only had to touch on a game the other day, and I mean, we'll get we'll get another one out by the end of the week. And um, if you uh, like what you hear, obviously subscribe to the iTunes. Leave us a review, guys. That really does help. Get the uh, reviews. We've had, we've had quite a few reviews recently, and the views are going up slowly as we as we progress through the playoffs. And we're 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 right here. And if you want to get get involved in the debate, don't don't hesitate to, to follow us on Twitter at Double Clutch Three. 
get on the Facebook at the Double Clutch Podcast. And you could follow Dapo at The Enemy of Man. You can follow me at Guna Frank. And, I mean, that's it. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And um, remember to use the hashtag NBA in the UK. And um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. For a lot of the regular season, this team, I would say, went under the radar. How much does it bother you that people maybe didn't notice? I mean, it, it, it does. It's just we have the we had the belief at the beginning of the season that we could make something special out of this year, and obviously, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt as a Warriors organization that hasn't you know tasted the postseason very often. You know, you're in a division with the Lakers, the Clippers, who you know, dominate the national spotlight. So you, our work was, was cut out for us at the beginning, but we're having fun in the process and, and doing things a lot of people didn't think we were able to do you know, coming into the season. And um, it, it's, it's really rewarding. How has your playmaking developed? I feel like it's been there you know, all year. Obviously, decision making when it comes to, you know, you know, tough situations and games, closing out games is, is always going to get better. It's the confidence that he gives me and and knowing that if I have the ball in my hands and trusting in every single teammate that's on the floor with me to make the right play, um, especially down the stretch closing games, that uh, you know, that'll show eventually. Um, and, and I think the playoffs isn't a better, you know, a better way to, to showcase that. How have you seen his game change in the, the two years that you've been here? Oh, to me, the only thing that has changed is he's healthy. He's been a, a great basketball player all along. He's had battles as far as getting healthy. Uh, once he got healthy and whole, uh, he's played at an elite level and is well-deserved. How would Mark Jackson, the player, have defended Steph Curry? I would be physical with him. Um, that's totally different than being dirty. Um, I would hit him. There's no question about it because I can't keep up with him and I'm going to get sick and tired of him jamming me down in my face. So I'm going to give him a hard foul. And, and I'm, I, I might, you know, I might ask him how he's doing afterwards, but during the process, I'm not going to allow him to keep on putting on a clinic. So when Mark became the coach, what did your dad tell you about him? He's a character. I, I know Coach a little bit just from how we used to play one-on-one uh, when I was like 12. We didn't just, uh, I mean, tell the truth, we didn't just play. I used to cook you. Okay, whatever, <laughs> sure, whatever. But I, I, I held my own, I held my own, and we were playing in the practice facility in Toronto. How old were you? I was 12 at the time, so. Um, Don't ask me my age. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys still do that? Do you guys ever do a little of that? Well, Coach laces him up with some of the staff, some of the coaches. He, uh, he's been in practice a couple of times. He's still got it. He, he's still. Uh, uh, he can still play, but do you guys do a little one-on-one -on -one action? I don't know if you heard, but I, I was a smart basketball player. <laughs> you know when to say when, you know. I, I will leave my career uh, undefeated against that. <laughs> I dominated that 12-year-old kid, and that's the way it's going to end. <laughs>